0: Senior dogs are kind of forgotten about. They're the ones that no one wants or people dispose of. And, you know, we live in a very disposable world. You get a little old, you get a little whatever, people toss you aside. And believe it or not, people do that with their pets. I wanted to make a difference in the lives of senior animals and really wanted to create a home like Second Chance Ranch, and we did it two years ago.
1: Hey there, and welcome to STL Unleashed, St. Louis' number one podcast for pet parents and the place for all the cool kids to hang out. It is time for you to know who's who in the loo. I am your host, Janie Budnick, president and founder of Four-Legged Kids, St. Louis's number one dog walking and pet sitting service. Get ready for interviews about the people and places that can help you become a better pet parent because life with pets is life well lived. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of STL Unleashed, where all the cool kids in St. Louis hang out and find out more about the amazing resources that we have in our area because we love our pets in the loo. I am thrilled to have Tracy Rump with me today with Second Chance Ranch. Now, this is one of the two shelters that we have been sponsoring with our business. We have a one-for-one business model where every service we do, we donate the equivalent of a meal back to one of the local shelters. So thrilled to have you, Tracy. Welcome today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. So Fill everyone in. I'm sure that there are still a lot of people here in St. Louis who don't know about the ranch. So, what is your history in rescue? Because I know you had history even before the ranch, right? Yes,
0: yes. So, I've been in rescue for about ten years now, um, mm-hmm. and about my mid forties, I kind of one started thinking, you know, am I living my a purposeful life? Am I living my intention? And I kind of fell into rescue a couple months later. A friend of mine put on Facebook that there was a puppy dumped in a dumpster in Poplar Bluff and could somebody drive to Poplar Bluff and get the dog? So I thought, sure, so I did. Um, The dog, I did exactly what I needed to do. It was full of mange, she she was so hungry. I fed her a hamburger from McDonald's, uh, which I wasn't supposed to do probably, and took her to the vet and that was it. And a couple of months later, I received an email from a family who had adopted her. And there are there's this video of her full fur, jumping around, playing with her kids. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like I was a part of saving that animal's life. And it, it just stuck with me. I, I was in and started doing fostering and started doing transporting and working with rescues here in St. Louis. And along the way, really started noticing that senior dogs are kind of forgotten about. They're the ones that no one wants or people dispose of. And, you know, we live in a very disposable world. You get a little old, you get a little whatever, people toss you aside. And believe it or not, people do that with their pets. I wanted to make a difference in the lives of senior animals and really wanted to create a home like second chance ranch. And we did it two years ago. And
1: it's just so special when it it comes from your heart like that. And and you see such a big need. And like you said, it's, you're looking for more purpose and a lot of people get into rescue for that reason.
0: I think so. You know, and, and I was, I've done a lot of, of charity work before with other organizations and, you know, this is the one thing that, um, these animals rely on humans to take care of them Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they need us. And so I just really felt connected with these animals that we started, you know, um, helping rescue. And I really noticed along the way, they are grateful. I I think I'm amazed when people, when I hear people say, well, that dog, that dog doesn't have feelings or that dog doesn't know. And I'm going to agree, I disagree with them 100%. No, yes. they, know, they they do know, and I've seen their gratefulness. I see that they know that they've been saved and that they've been given a second chance and, Um, so when I hear people say, oh, you know, don't worry, it's just a dog, it's 30 degrees out, just keep them outside. No, (laughs) you know, they are, they are like us. And, um, so I feel very connected to, to these animals and, um, feel have this purpose of helping them because they cannot help themselves. They don't have a voice. And so it's kind of cliche, but we really do need to be their voice.
1: Absolutely. And of course, there you said right there is where the name Second Chance Ranch came from. Yes. Because we are giving them a second chance. So, uh, you know, I like to stop and back up. Do you remember the name of that first dog that you helped out with? Yes. um, Apple Pie. Apple Pie. I always like to stop and and honor moments in life when so much changes. So a moment to honor Apple Pie and what Apple Pie has resulted in.
0: Yes, absolutely. And my friend Renee Noonan was the the friend who had posted it on Facebook and I'll never forget it. And um, yes, so it, it was definitely a turning point for me as far as, you know, I think I'm a mom, I'm a wife, uh, I have a career, but there still was something missing, you know, that I felt like I really have this need to help and, and to do good. And, um, and, and make a difference. So that apple pie started it for me.
1: <laughs> you well, you know, I think that's why a lot of us that are in the pet industry, we get in this industry industry mm-hmm. because it is a fulfilling a purpose in mm-hmm. us. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had seen that for myself that I wanted it to be more than just serving pet parents that have pets. Right. But, that there was so much more that that I could do as a pet business owner right in that arena too so yeah. that is amazing i've been through all of my cycles of dealing directly with rescue before and pulling mm-hmm. them out of shelters myself and it yes. it can become such a a frenzy and such a i mean really true labor of love because mm-hmm. you invest so much of your emotion and your time into it and yes. and you said of course you have a career so this like this is not your jobby job you no. have one of those and this yes. is you're all consuming passion outside of what you do for a living (laughs) yes
0: yes um so you know things kind of came about sooner than i i i had expected it to i thought i'm gonna wait until i'm almost ready to retire you know or slow down on my job and you know just opportunities presented themselves and sometimes you have to take that that jump and um so here i am and working full time um running the ranch, but you know, I, I do have amazing volunteers and we are all volunteer run. There are no employees. So, uh, we have a gr- amazing group of volunteers who love these dogs and want the best for them. You know, we are there 24, seven, 365. So it's, it's a lot pulling it all together, but we know that these dogs need us there and um, so, so we have a lot of dedicated people.
1: So, I mean, you said it came earlier than you expected. Of course, when did the ranch really? I mean, of course, there was the vision, there was the idea. Then there's the people that come together and say, "Let's do it." But when yes. did it actually? When did it actually materialize? Because yes. you have a physical location for people to yes. know. It's yes. there's not a lot of rescues that have a physical location. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are tons of rescues in St. Louis, but most are most are just foster based. Yes. So kind of yes. explain how that came about.
0: So, yes, it's a pretty interesting story. Um, in January, February of 2020, I was approached by a group group. Um, they presented themselves as a rescue, but they're not really a rescue. Um, And they'd read about me in a uh, suburban journal. And about, I have also a foundation called the Wet Nose Project. And the Wet Nose Project raises money to help little small rescues who are just financially struggling. And so in the article, I had mentioned that One of my dreams, one of my goals was one day to run a senior home or a senior hospice sanctuary. And this group approached me and said that they had always wanted to do that, but they didn't know how to get started because they weren't in rescue. And so we started collaborating and um, started things just started to fall into place. Um, There was an old farmhouse at Bellymont Ranch. And uh, Steve Kraus and Lori Krause, the owners, uh, donated it to us. Um, of course, it was built in 1937 and it was in pretty bad shape. So we had to raise money um, to, to rehab it. So myself, along with this other group, um, did that. And we were kind of working together. And um, we started the rehab in March of 2021 and we moved in and our first day of bringing dogs was July 18th of 2021 so i mean those were some long days of mm. working all day going in the evening pulling up floors pulling up paneling painting i mean you name it we were doing it and um and then this group decided that this really that this was really not something that they they really couldn't handle the whole rescue part of it Um, I, I, they, their mission is more to help people who maybe, um, are in the hospital and and need somebody to watch a dog for a couple of weeks or something like that. I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm really not sure. Um, and during the, our, all of our conversations, I, if I said it once, I said it 52 times, I can't run the ranch. (laughs) I it wasn't can, for you yet right I, I can do the marketing I can do the fundraising I can you know I can do the rescue part because I know the rescue part and I'm in the rescue world you know so I've got all the connections. I can be I can do the media but I can't run the ranch the, the day in day out and they said, oh we can do that you know we're all retired we can do that and about three weeks after we opened it basically they were just like we this is just not what we thought this was going to be. And I get it. It's, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy because you do lose dogs. You do, you know, they do pass away. Um, these are senior dogs. And so um, so that's when it all just kind of I took it on and um, we just built a great base of volunteers and just move forward. You know, um, I'm kind of that person. I'm that personality of if you're not. If you're not jumping on board and you're not going to give 110%, you know, we we've got we've got to keep moving, you know. Yeah, you and just don't have time for that, right? <laughs> don't yeah, you know, and you've got to be fully committed to something and and it this is not easy. You know, I'm I'm going to say right now it is not easy. Um there are times when it just seems like there's so many dogs that are sick and we're running to vets and we're trying to do this and we're raising money and we you know, you, you're doing this and then you know you're you're you've got a dog who's really sick, and you know that they're not going to make it. And what what I always tell people is, and and we, I think everybody has realized this at the ranch that when they come to the ranch, we're giving them their best life. We they have they're not in crates or kennels. It's a home. They are you know they have TVs. They lay, lay in couches. They're being loved constantly by volunteers. They have great food. You know they have big yards to exercise, but. Um, we we know that we are giving them their best life. And, and, you know, we pull a lot of dogs out of animal control. We get dogs from rescue that are in bad shape, you know, and we get them healthy. And if they are considered hospice, then they live with us for the rest of their life at the ranch. And they know love. And when they leave this world, they have been loved and know love. And they didn't die alone in a cold kennel at an animal control or, you know, God forbid outside alone, you know, they, they were with somebody holding them.
1: Yeah. And that's amazing with the, I mean, just the hospice aspect and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, of course, many times there's the pets that have higher level medical needs and their families Mm -hmm. just can't take care of them anymore. And, you know, they, some of them feel like their only option is to take them into animal control or to relinquish them to a shelter i mean you know hopefully they find places like like your shelter that are willing to invest right. that time and accept that this is you know potentially the the rest of their life here with right. us right that you're you're committing to take care of that and yes. um, i know yes. you know you have an amazing social media following and you're posting all those pictures and some of the just those stories. I know every rescue has them, but yours are very specifically with the the oldies, which we all love, and, and yes. just the families that they've had them for 10 years. And it's just, mm-hmm. yep, uh, we're done. Yeah. You know? Like, hey, my family can't accommodate this anymore. You know, the one right. recently where they they had children and two younger dogs and the older dog was just too much. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we're, we're done with them. They're disposable.
0: Yes. Um, that is heartbreaking to me yes. because that's all that that dog knows. We had, um, a golden retriever come to us a couple of weeks ago and, um, you know, he lived his entire life from eight weeks on with this family. And at nine years old, they were just like, you know what, we've just got too much going on and don't want to really deal with this. And we took him in and, um, you know, they're scared. They're confused. They don't know what's going on. And to me, their last years, their their end of their story or the their end of their their last chapters, that's when they need us the most. Mm-hmm. That's when they need the acceptance and the, yes, are they going to maybe have an accident in the house? Of course. If it's a male, put a belly band on them. You know, um, there are, there are dog and female and male diapers, you know, I mean, their pets are for life, in my opinion. And I know that there are some situations that you just you maybe can't help, help, you know, or can't keep them much like seniors who go into assisted living facilities and they can't take their dogs with them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: we understand that we get a lot of that where they have to surrender and they're heartbroken. They're absolutely heartbroken um, because this has been their companion. So, you know, we try to stay in touch with them as much as we can, you know, and, and 80% of the dogs that come to us, we get them healthy and we find them second forever families. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of this is if, if, they are adoptable. We get them healthy. We get them on the correct meds. We get, you know, if they need surgery, we, we do the surgeries. We make sure that they are in good health and then we adopt them out and we find them, you know, there's their second chance.
1: 80%. That yes. is a pretty extraordinary number. Now, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to your place and, yes. you know, I certainly encourage anyone to go by because your heart will be like dropped at the door um it will be left there and Mm -hmm. you will absolutely want to help out these adorable babies Um, so you know just so everybody knows a little bit about how second chance is set up you've you've got two different levels right fill everybody in because i can't possibly explain it as well as you do yes
0: so we have two levels upstairs we call the penthouse and that's where the the smaller the littles are and then the main floor um is where the bigs are And both floors have bathroom, kitchen, um, and several bedrooms and living rooms on each floor. So, again, the dogs are not in crates or kennels. Um, They can go wherever they want. It's their home. I always tell people it's their home and we're just here to serve them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, they can and and it's so funny because some dogs just have their favorite couch and you know that that's where you're gonna find freckles, or you're gonna find Gunner, or you know wh- whatever that may be. And so they have their favorite couches. They um, ca- they certainly know when it's meal time. Um, I'm pretty sure they can tell time. And mm-hmm. um, you know, so we always constantly have volunteers there, letting them out to go potty and uh, playing with them. Toys are everywhere. TVs are on. Um, We play soft music in mid-morning and, you know, mid-afternoon, usually when it's nap time, uh, we do enrichment activities with them just to stimulate their brain. And so, you know, it's just our goal, again, to give them the best life and, and, If they had a bad life previously, we we pray that that they don't remember it. And um, so that's that's just our goal. And every volunteer who comes in, you know, they're they're loving on them and they're getting brushed and they're, you know, being wiped down with pet wipes and, and getting and doggy massages. And it's it's a great life for them.
1: Yeah. I think they get a lot more than, than most dogs do in, in St. Louis that, that have families. Yes. 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 Well, you know, yes. and, and like your, your mission and what you want to provide for these dogs is one of the big reasons that we chose to work with you, of course. And I, yeah. uh, you know, one of the biggest things that you mentioned earlier that really touched us is that you just do not want them to spend a moment without a human. Yes. And that you commit to having someone staying there overnight. I mean, of yes. course, there's the the potential with dogs that have medical issues of having an emergency overnight, but yes. also just to have that body there for them so they don't ever have to spend a moment alone for the rest of their lives. And that that was big for us. And honestly, we were we were very honored when you asked if we could join with you to, to yeah. help out with that. Because that, I mean, you're volunteer-based. And that's intense because you have a person sleeping on each level. Yes. So every night, every night of the year, you have two people, two volunteers. Yes. Spend the night at the ranch. Yes. With kiddos. Yes. And that is a massive commitment. No one else does that.
0: No. And, and it, it was so important to me, you know, when we first started and we didn't really, we were going into uncharted waters. There's not a handbook or book about how to start a senior dog home and, and sanctuary because there's really not one around. And, you know, I I know that there are one other ones around the country, but, um, so the first seven months that we were open, I spent the night every night. I can imagine and it you know i kept telling my husband it's like building a new business you know you just have to you have to do what you have to do to get through and eventually we started getting the right volunteers who saw the need and could figure out their schedule and you know when i when we talk we we call it our overnight crew when we talk they and they all do other volunteer shifts but everyone says it's it's their favorite one of their favorite shifts because the dogs are winding down. You know, when I do an overnight, they know I start to turn off the lights. I just have dim lights. I, you know, I put the TV on. We watch a little Netflix. You know, everybody comes in, you know, to the room. And, you know, we all get settled in and we get lots of cuddles. And, and you know, I end up sharing a couch or a bed with several dogs. Um, and I love it. It's, it's just very it's a a whole new way to to get in touch with them and and bond with them
1: oh wow so do you have fosters outside of the ranch okay so tell us tell me about the the foster program that you have
0: yes so we have a foster program where if we are full but there are still dogs in need we will ask for fosters and we provide everything we provide. We do all the vetting. We have all the, we provide the food, any supplies, anything that they need. And, you know, then we just stay in touch with them. And then once, you know, if they have to be spayed or neutered or whatever, if they have to have a medical procedure, once they're ready, then we start to network them to adapt them out. And so, you know, what's, what's sad is that the need is so great. That there are times that we cannot accommodate a dog, and mm-hmm. I do everything I can to reach out to other rescues. Or you know, there's one in Kansas City. There's you know, just trying to find them a, a place to go. Um, but that's why we're doing the the new construction. That's why we're adding on so that we can open up some some more space and spread out a little bit and try to accommodate um, more dogs because. It, it, it's sad but the need is is great
1: wow so okay future of second chance here addition so yes. you've got an addition going on
0: yes yes we are adding on the main floor um and i think it's about mm, 1400 square feet oh, wow. um it's a huge big big great room with lots of windows and it will be the same model. You know, there will be couches and TVs, and the dogs will be able to move around more freely. Um, the the ranch you've been there, but it's kind of like a shotgun house. You know, it's like room one right behind the other. Nice, and that's so, 1930s, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You said 1930s stuff.
1: yeah 1930s so
0: it's just you know and sometimes you're you're kind of in the way of of everyone and so this way we're going to be able to spread out we're kind of taking down a few walls on the main floor and the we're going to have all the dogs on one level because we do have stairs and some of our volunteers who are older can't necessarily carry a dog down the steps. And we would God forbid that someone fall and knock on wood that hasn't happened yet. And so being all on one floor, we'll be able to really keep an eye on everyone. Um, And we're going to use the upstairs to kind of be a little bit of a, you know, keep all of our medicines up there. Um, We have great veterinary vets who come and, um, you know, if a dog is sick, we can kind of quarantine them up there. And so it's going to be a, a great place to have if a dog or a dog's just stressed out or just had surgery and needs to be alone a little bit, they can recuperate up there, recuperate up there and we can have a volunteer go up and hang out with them. So it's going to be wonderful to have.
1: Yeah. That sounds just so much more functional for what you're Yes.
0: Doing. Yes. So
1: are there any like, I mean, oh, construction project, that's so huge. So like, what are the big needs right now with that project? Or do you have everything covered?
0: You know what? So we are, right now we are good. We are, there was a little bit of a snafu with the, um, what's it called? The The plane of the, the backyard. And so now we have to put up a retaining wall that we were oh, not expecting to do. The
1: grade. Okay. St. Louis, if anybody's yes. listening, yes. that was hardscape landscaping and yes. with a, a retaining wall. Yeah. grade. Grade is a big issue and that can sometimes surprise you in a construction project.
0: Absolutely. And so, um, you know, we're looking for, we need to put up a retaining wall. Um, we are a 501c3. So even if someone can just um, do it at cost, you know, like if they just have the materials and we can pay cost, and, you know, we can try to do that. We try to, you know, we try to watch every dime that we spend, you know, that's mm-hmm. why we don't have employees. We want every, every money, all the money that's donated to go to the animals because Senior dogs are expensive. Um, yes. Our average monthly vet bill is between 10 and 12,000. Wow. Last month was a juicy. it was 19,000. Gosh. And, but we took in a lot of dogs. Yeah. And you know, it seems like, gosh, that's a lot of money, but the amount of dogs that we helped, mm-hmm. um, that's just not on one or two dogs, you know And so um, and that doesn't include food or medicines or anything like that. So so we every dime that is donated to us is going to to vet bills and medicines and food and things like that. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Now, I mean, of course, we have the you know second chance that we're providing for the doggos. Do we still have anything on the horizon for the cats? So we have three cats right now. We have three we cats. So, okay, I like didn't you know I didn't want to jump right in onto yes, that. But I was, no. So, uh, so we have.
0: So there is we um, have right across our driveway is a mobile home that we ended up um, taking over mm, about a year ago. We rehabbed it. Um, we had to completely redo, redo the inside um, after the last person who lived there, and um, the back two rooms have been converted and made into cat condos. And so in one cat condo is Opal and her owner passed away and Opal is just a doll. And then in the other cat condo is um, Ninja Mama and Puff Daddy and (laughs) their owner. It's mom and son and their owner. It was it was heartbreaking. Um, She was going into assisted living and she could not take her cats and we have a, a picture of her having to hand them over to the the you know the wow. person who was helping yes. and it was heartbreaking. but we since have connected with her and we've updated her and sent her pictures of them and she saw how happy they were and our our volunteers go over and hang out with them and we were always give, giving them treats and getting you know lots of fun things and things to climb on and and they're doing great so um, Ninja and Puff Daddy are, are up for adoption. Opal has a few health issues that we're kind of working through right now, um, but um, three awesome senior cats.
1: Oh, that's wonderful for people to know that, yes, you you, <laughs> you uh, don't discriminate. You, no. you have the kitties starting over there, too. They need help also. That's right. That's so that's, right. yeah, that's a lot to have the project of redoing that along with an addition. You guys are tackling a lot this
0: year we are um and and um people you know laugh they're like you know you're so type a and i'm like unfortunately yes because i can never you know turn my brain off but i guess it's just because the the animals drive you you know they you see the need you see that and you're like oh my gosh we need this we need this we need this and you know no time like the present so we work we've we have some amazing volunteers and supporters, and we've had some great uh, fundraisers. Um, there's a family in particular, um, the Shackleton family, they, have, they did a huge fundraiser for us the end of October that went, went straight to the construction, and then another uh, supporter, Mickey Jones, had a Christmas fundraiser that that money went to, to the, um, construction. So we've had some great, um, people who come into our lives and really see our mission, believe in us and, and help us.
1: Yeah. We really need to get like some more businesses that are really investing. I know you have the, um, I don't remember who you said did the donation, but you have a Bronco raffle going on, right? Is that Yeah,
0: Chris Offenberg um, in Washington, Missouri donated a 2023 Ford Bronco, black, beautiful. We had it at the ranch the other night, and um, it is just, we all couldn't believe how awesome it was. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, so we're raffling it off um, until June 15th. Okay. And so, um, one raffle ticket is $50 or three for a hundred. And, um, we have a committee where we are double and triple and quadruple checking and making sure all the numbers and names are in it. And we're just, we're just super, super excited about it.
1: That's amazing. So that's going to be drawn June 15th. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'll get that link from you, everybody down in the show notes. There is the link to that raffle. So make sure that you get your entrance in there. I saw the picture and you know, before I bought my Jeep, I was looking at those Broncos. There just weren't very many available. So the opportunity to to get into a raffle is amazing. Right? Yes. Amazing. So um, what do you have coming up? Any, any big events people can get involved in?
0: So in the end of September, we have our Whiskey, Wine, and Brew event. We did one a year ago, March, and at the Red Barn here at Valley Mount Ranch. And it was, we had two sessions, and it sold out within a couple of days. And it was awesome. And we, we have people, like, emailing us and calling us saying, are you doing that again? Are you doing that again? When our volunteer, Judy Hinky she is just phenomenal at putting these events on and so we're doing that we're also going to be having a walk um, we're still waiting to confirm the date but it looks like september um at fenton city park and it's going to be the first annual um walk in the dogs and the goal for that is to raise money for smaller rescues here in st louis but also to educate people on some of the, the issues that go on in the state that we live in you know I'm amazed when people tell me that they don't know that we're the puppy mill capital of the United States.
1: Oh goodness! Yeah. First of all, I mean, that unfortunately, our- those of us that know, know. Yes.
0: Yes. And so we're the puppy mill capital of the United States. Our animal abuse laws are horrific, and you know we have stores like Petland, who yeah. are selling. It, it, it's sickening, you know, and yeah. so people need to take notice and be educated because I just think that if you don't know, you don't know. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm here to, we're here. We're going to let you know that you've got to, you've got to stand up for these animals. Um, I don't know that a lot of people know this, but, um, in Missouri law dogs are listed as livestock. They and that's why we're able to have puppy mills. I mean, so you know, we're in rescue, rescues in in Missouri and really across the country. But in Missouri, we every rescue is just overflowing. Yes, they, you know, they're they're struggling. There, it, it's heartbreaking and. You know, we, people need to spay and neuter their dogs. Uh, Dogs are not livestock. They are domesticated animals. They are, you know, they do so many things for us, you know? And so we really need to, we need everyone to stand up and say, you know what? We've got to take better care of these animals. We need to, we need to give them the dignity that they, that they need. And, and like, yeah,
1: the education of actually identifying the problem and making yes. sure that the public knows about it. Because it, yes. if the general public, the, the pet loving pet parents knew all these details, um, yes. they would want to make a change. Absolutely. And they Absolutely. can. There are ways. Yes. Yes. There are ways. Yes. Oh my gosh, that is so yes. amazing. So I've got a lot I'm going to have to put down here in the show notes. Uh, yeah, I'll get that link. Uh, so the whiskey wine and brew has not sold out yet right not
0: yet and tickets haven't even gone on sale yet so oh my god so i have
1: time to get my time i'm telling you
0: i'm telling you it is so awesome it is really awesome um so yes and and we'll be we'll be publicizing that i i would think that they'll probably go on sale like in july um in july we'll be having our two-year anniversary and last year on our one-year anniversary we had a big party and all of our adoptable dogs came back with their families and it was amazing you know there, there are events in your life that you go oh my gosh it was amazing the dogs and the volunteers that took care of these animals for maybe weeks, maybe months, and yes. then saw them thriving with their owners and, you know, talking with them. And it was, it was truly amazing. That's and so circle, man, I'm so looking forward to our second year anniversary party. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. This has been great. Yes. Uh, I, I remember just that, just the hint in the rescue community that there was a place like second chance that was going to be coming around. And, uh, yeah. I was so excited to hear that, and I am so glad it came to fruition. That it is growing so much. That it has someone like you at the helm. I know, you know, it's 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 a lot for you to take on. So therefore, volunteers are needed. I know that's one of your big asks is is volunteers, and yes. you know, of course, just that that regular support to help mm-hmm. with the ongoing needs mm-hmm. of these senior and, and hospice babies. So. I'll make sure
0: everybody is connected to that. Thank you so much. Well, I and want to say thank you to you because you, the Four Legged Kids. You you've been amazing to us. Um, you've helped with. You've donated. You've raised money for us, but also providing an overnight person for us on Tuesdays has been amazing. And I'm thankful for you all. You do an amazing job, and you serve and help serve the community. And I'm I'm just proud to be your friend and and thankful for you.
1: Thank you. Our team uh, has been so touched at the opportunity to come in. and now in our little slack chat rooms, they all talk about, you know, oh yeah, I saw Minnie and Minnie's yeah. doing well and <laughs> yeah oh, I saw <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, they it's... all talk now about right. you know, who they're getting to see and, and yes. so what we love is the rest of the team, yeah to
0: see the pictures from their overnights too. Uh, well, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Thank
1: you for listening to this episode of STL Unleashed. Check out the show notes below for any links mentioned in this episode. If you are needing dog walking and pet sitting yourself, check out our website at fourleggedkids.com. And as always, if you have a warm heart for another cold nose, make sure to support our local pet rescue. A few can go, some can give, but all can share.